Welcome to Growth Uncut, a podcast that interviews different people from around the world to share their views on personal growth. We feel passionately about connecting communities and raising awareness around social justice, humanity and relationships. And today I'm joined by Sid Singh, who is our newest member of our team. Hi, Sid. Hello. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. It's really good to have you have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about why you're here, why you're working for us and some of the work that you're doing for us. Thank you very much. Uh, daunting and a privilege at the same time. It's my first podcast that I'm on um, as a guest. So thank you for that. But yeah, I've, I'm joined yourselves for Grow, Transform, Belong. I think the reason for, for joining was I just feel this real warmth. Um, you know, there's sort of a baseline of humanity. Um, the idea is how can we help others? How can we uplift others? And that really kind of touched me. That's something that's kind of um, through and through, actually, um, all of the organization and everyone that I've been speaking to within the team. Um, everyone has this real desire to to make a difference um, and to help and just be there. Um, and I just I just think that's lovely. So that's probably one of the reasons why um, there is this real sense of belonging um, and there's this real want to go in the same direction for the right cause and those are some of the reasons why sarah um i've, I've really kind of attuned or aligned with uh, the values that the company has and that you guys all have yeah lovely that's lovely to hear and in some senses you've been with us since the beginning of the year pretty much so first week of january and you've pretty much spoken to everyone in the team so all our interns our volunteers our team uh, our kind of core team and our some of our freelancers and you've probably had more contact with them than I've had um, so how's that been like coming into the organization getting to know everyone any particular observations any feedback <laughs> you want to give us publicly <laughs> um, yeah, yeah publicly it's been interesting I mean it's been a it's almost like I guess what the company does is it goes out and does a needs analysis doesn't it at the very beginning it was one of those because I was coming in I really wanted to get feedback from all the different departments and meet with everyone and understand what it is that they do what it is that they like uh, where are they where are they going or do they think that the direction of the business is and just see if everyone is aligned and um, glad to report um, publicly that everyone is on the same page Sarah so you, you're doing something right there 100% um, but yeah everyone was like super enthused uh, with the fact that you know what they do makes a difference and that you know, everything that's done is done from the heart so um, getting to see all the individuals from their various backgrounds um, was was quite nice to see that they all actually come from uh, a different background, different walk of life, and they bring that experience um, into what they do on a daily basis. Lovely, lovely. And in terms of your role with us, what what is your role? What are you doing? How are you serving the community through GTB? Yeah, good question. I'm um, coming from a background as a growth consultant. Um, I've been sort of in sales, marketing, business development, um, all of those sorts of fun things um, for about 20 plus years. And I think, you know, once you go over the age of 40, you start to think, well, hang on, it's not all about just how much you're going to make and how you're going to serve yourself. It's about, you know, what can I do and how can I give back as well? So, um, this has been really useful and helpful in that sense is that kind of sitting in and understanding what you're working towards and seeing how it aligns with, with what I'm looking to do. 
um, that's been that's been really helpful in that respect. You know, in the short time that you've been here, there's there's so much uh, there's so much energy about the place. You know, in terms of I think those those individual conversations, but in terms of we kind of really set our direction and lots of pennies dropped almost when we kind of first came together and did our kind of kind of business business day in terms of what we want to achieve. So fantastic. Well, we kind of ask our guests what they would like to talk about, I guess, within personal growth and development. And for you, your topics were faith and hope. So why those topics, Sid? <laughs> um, so I've come from a background where um suppose from a very young age, um, I've been uh, part of a congregation, part of a community, um, and so sort of week in, week out, almost religiously, um, you know, I've attended. And these are topics that are very close to my heart. They're probably ingrained. Um, and so, yeah, we've always talked about faith. Ultimately, um, one of the reasons why this also attracted me so much is we're all humans, um, you know, at the end of the day. It's, it's, um, it's one of those things, I think, as a as a child, we see two pictures, don't we? And we often get told, you know, spot the difference. But there's more similarities than differences. Um, it just depends which way we look at things. So I think that um, from a very young age has allowed me to kind of look at the world with maybe rose-tinted glasses, um, made me look at things and think, okay, you know, how can we make everything one? How, we, how can we collaborate, you know, um, and try and see the good in everything? So I guess with that sort of uh, mindset, with that sort of uh, thinking, um, you know, hope and faith uh, and spirituality are all very, uh, very strong things and very big things on my radar. Yeah. And I kind of see a real, there's a real need for faith, I guess, within prison reform. You know, I, I feel that there's something there. It's about believing in something, isn't it? And like you say, seeing the good, even though something can be really dark, you know, and I think we kind of go into spaces where staff are really struggling and people who are living in prison are are suffering. And it's about trying to navigate that space and to find those little things that are going to bring about belief and bring about just a sense of faith or hope in something that's better and something that can be achieved, you know. Um, so in terms of faith, what what do you believe, what role do you think faith has when it comes to social change and I guess some of the stuff we're trying to achieve within kind of prison reform, where does faith fit in, do you think, personally? I think, I mean, there's such an important role for faith because, you know, when someone's in that dark space and someone's going through that turmoil and difficult time in their life, um, it's, it's very hard to see the light. It's very hard to see the silver lining. Um, and you have to have a belief that there will be change. You have to have a belief that, you know, you will come out of it. Um, and if that faith isn't there, um, it's, it's extremely difficult. I know within the work that you do, there's lots of pastoral services and lots of organizations and individuals like yourselves who go out and speak to people that are going through that journey and just giving them a smile, just talking to them, listening to them, you know, it gives them faith in humanity because you know, with a lot of what happens, you, you tend to just stop believing altogether. You stop to um, think, yeah, then who's going to look at me um, for who I am and what I'm worth? You lose faith in yourself. So I think it's very important to have that faith because that will then encourage you to have it as well um, and for you to find a way out. 
guess that leaks us on in some ways to hope because if we haven't got faith in ourselves or we haven't got and it may be having faith in a, a higher being it may be having faith in a faith in a system faith in people but without faith I think we suddenly lose that hope and what impact do you feel that has when someone doesn't have hope what impact do you feel that that has when it comes to either being in prison or or people people in the community that have lost hope I mean, you know, if you haven't got hope, what have you got? Um, ultimately, this, unfortunately, the situation is that, you know, we have faith on so many things. We have faith on um, maybe someone will have faith on on, on their lawyer, um, on the judge, on on their case, um, on on all those testimonies, on on all of those things. And when each and every one of those fails you, um, you know, you may have your family, and then you know you haven't got your family with you inside in some of those situations. Um, you may have faith on your caseworker um, or your uh, offender management manager or something like that, and then they're not there to support you. So all the way along, you know, you're putting your faith on all of these things. And it's like a Jenga tower, isn't it? You, you slowly find that, you know, all of those get removed. And at any stage, I think you need that foundation. You need that hope. Um, without it, you know, you're really in a very dark place and it's very difficult. You can tell someone every day that things are going to be better, but if they can't see it, then, um, you know, it's it's not going to work. It's just not going to happen. So I think both faith and hope, those are things that many, many people find their faith, don't they, again, um, in those difficult times because it gives you a chance to stop looking outwardly and start looking inward um, and you try and re- um, realign and reset and a lot of those thoughts that you may have had about how life should be and what life is um, it all gets challenged so it's time to kind of rebuild again it reminds me of uh, some of the academic literature around capital so capital is you know I guess looking at our resources and within our growth work we always say that people do the best with the resources that they have so if they haven't got resources let's say in communication then with that they're not going to be able to communicate as effectively as they'd like so we focus very much on resources and building capital and there's lots of new work or or outstanding work you know even historic work that's talked about spiritual capital that there's about having some kind of resource where we're looking at things in a spiritual way where we're looking at not only our relationship with ourselves and like you say reflecting inward but looking at something that's bigger than ourselves and something that's kind of out there uh and I would say that I don't maybe associate to any kind of faith or denomination, but I'm certainly feel, I feel a sense of kind of spiritual connection in, in as far as I feel that I'm meant to be here. And I feel that kind of doors are opening and people are coming into my life for different reasons or even leaving my life for different reasons. And I just feel that there is this kind of higher plan somehow um, as things align. And it's about listening out for those kind of things and, literature around spiritual capital there's lots in within the dissistance literature that you know particularly if you've got if you've got a faith or if you find faith that can be seen as a kind of protective factor when people move away from crime but I see it much more from a kind of humanity perspective you know that all of us require uh, capital or resource in our lives and spirituality or exploring spirituality is just another way we can we can get it I guess um yeah 
Absolutely. I think there's a lovely saying I came across, um, which, which always resonates and always sticks with me, is that we're not human beings having spiritual experiences, but spiritual beings having human experiences. And I think it's just so powerful, isn't it, is that whether it's, um, you know, spirituality or whatever you want to call it, sometimes these sorts of things just help us to reframe what's happening in our lives or what's happening around us. And they help us to see things from a different perspective. And it's that perspective, it's that paradigm shift, it's that way of looking at things that helps us to be able to just get on, get up and move forwards um, for us to find a way. And I think that that's perhaps the benefit of spirituality is that, you know, yes, we're all human beings and we're all going through our journeys, but there's perhaps something more that is akin to something that kind of connects us. And so when you take away all those labels um, and all those things that we thought we were um, and you come back to a very basic level, I think somewhere along the lines, you know, we kind of use that um, spirituality to connect back with, um, you know, like I said, a higher being or the spirit that we are, you know, and have all of those kinds of good human values in us and just try and find the positive. Hmm. How do you feel your faith um, has helped you in this work, you know, and, and how do you imagine it will help you in this work moving forward? I think I, I don't put a lot of pressure on myself um, in the sense that I, like you said, I believe that there's certain people come in and out of our lives for a reason in the same way I think certain things will happen when they're meant to happen. Um, and so for that reason, it's not a case of, oh, it didn't happen, I'm going to get frustrated. So you won't find I'll have huge highs and huge lows. Um, you know, you'll be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This has happened. I'm like, yep. And you'll be like, oh, no, this happened. I'll be like, yep. And the reason for that is because it is. We've just seen it, I guess, so many times that, you know, um, in sales, there's a saying, it's not in till it's in. Um, and so, you know, you don't get overly excited until it actually does manifest into something. Um, but at the same time, I think having that kind of outlook that, you know, it will happen when it's meant to happen. And if it wasn't meant to be, then it wasn't meant to be just allows you to be able to kind of like just work and, and learn from every situation, not necessarily put all your um, all your thoughts around the expectations or the outcomes. Um, if it happens, fantastic. And to be fair, if everyone's working in that direction, then it, it is amazing to watch it all happen. Um, I guess I, I often look at it like this, you know, like if you had um, a magician who was who was doing some amazing um, magic trick, um, you know, you're in awe, you're 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 really happy, you're 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 one, you're enjoying the wonders of the magic, and then there are some people who really want to know how it was done, you know, and in trying to find out how it was done, unfortunately, sometimes you then completely lose the magic because you now know all the techniques and the you know sleight of hand and all of that sort of stuff, so. I think as we go along and we're all kind of like aligned and working towards one end goal, um, it's, it is magic because all of these things are coming together and, you know, just left going, wow, how did that happen? How did that person come about and how did this project come about? And so I just really enjoy that whole journey. Um, and I think that there's something magical to that. Hmm. When we look at that journey, I guess it will be it will come with its obstacles. Like you say, there's there's going to be really great highs, and at the moment we've got loads of really exciting stuff happening. Uh, uh, Grow, transform, belong, and and PRS. What role has faith had um, for you? I guess in some of those when those obstacles have hit you, um, and I guess what can we learn from that 
as a as a team or whoever's listening um that you know what advice would you give um in terms of how faith helped you in adversity or when it's been difficult i think it's um uh, another i guess interesting line that's come through um it's really interesting is that when i have sort of um, belief in what i can do it's it's confidence um and when we believe that it's it's happening because of a higher being it's godfidence um and i, I like that that line godfidence it's just having the, that faith again that you know it is meant to be and it's happening as it is is designed um so i i think that's for me is is what it does is that faith gives me comfort and allows me to realize that it's not me who's the doer you know if the doer or god or, or, or a higher being is uh, or the universe is putting it all together then even if it's not happening quite at the same speed as i want um that's okay you know it's fine <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna end the world you know if it didn't happen exactly when i wanted it to um and you know that kind of just allows you to carry on with with, with that confidence and with that belief that you know if even if it didn't happen there was probably it probably you know was the best thing for it in the long run so i don't know faith is a difficult one to explain but it gives me a lot of comfort knowing that you know it, it's not just as a result of anything i do because i think if we start to believe that then somewhere along the lines ego comes in somewhere along the lines arrogance comes in somewhere along the lines those frustrations and all the rest of it that follows um you know falls into place and, and we can often then um get frustrated and get affected and then that changes our positive mindset that changes our our opinion and we, we're not no longer as humble or, or humility isn't there anymore the love isn't there anymore so i think it all kind of plays a part in that way yeah i just love your calming nature <laughs> I, i've only just kind of figured it out but there is just something really calming about you and um that really helps. I feel that I'm probably a little bit more kind of up and down in terms of really, really excited and then really, really kind of um, frustrated. But I really, if there's something really, I, I've really observed with the team as well. Um, not that I've done homework about how, how are you getting on with Sid? How's it all going? But I think that, that they are, there's something really safe and reassuring about you. And I think that's that brings us comfort. So in some senses, it, you know, it's interesting you're talking that it gives you comfort but it seems that that kind of projects out and we're getting a bit of benefit from that as well which um which is really really lovely um i think what's what's interesting is um even like from what you just said now is that actually you know we all create an energy in it and we share that energy with each other um but one of the ways that i look at it and and this is my view i guess of things is you know, there is a lesson to be learned, you know, even in our worst situations or even in the toughest of times, you know, if you walk in with, okay, what are you trying to teach me here? You know, what have I got to pick up from this situation? Um, if nothing else, I'm going to come out with more than I did when I came in. Um, and that just gives you kind of, you know, reason to carry on. So yeah, look, we're all on a journey. We're all uh, in that sense, you know, very early on in terms of our relationships with each other and, and getting to work together. But I do feel that, you know, we're only going to get better at it. You know, I, I did a podcast the other day. It was my first one um, and I'm only going to get better at it. And this is my first time speaking with yourself in, in this open format. Um, but even meeting with all the different team and seeing what their strengths are, 
what we're going to do is, you know, we might have challenges or we might not, we might feel out of our comfort zone, but we're only going to get better with each one that we do. So it's a learning and I'm, I'm all up for learning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's one of our principles. <laughs> it's one of our <laughs> principles. So yeah we, yeah, we agree with that too. It also reminds me of, uh, I'm reading Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan mm. Jeffers at the moment. It's really yep. good, really good read. And there's something in there about the win-win, you know, look, going into every situation saying, do you know what, there's no, there's no win or, you know, there's, it's not just win or lose. It's, it's a win-win because you'll either win or learn, which again, I spoke to Cam about on our podcast um, last week, um, which is something that Nelson Mandela says. So yeah, I'm completely with you. That's a growth mindset, isn't it? That we celebrate the success of others. And we also acknowledge certainly that it's okay when things things don't go to plan it's it's what we can learn from that and i think we are we are putting things in place a lot more to discuss those and talk about those and i think the difficulty within maybe corrections is that there's so much fear to make a mistake at the moment you know if you look at the massive case loads that probation staff have or you look at um some of the really difficulties around retention of staff in the prison service you've got a lot of pressure on your shoulders and I think making a mistake there's a fear there isn't there so sometimes it's hard to admit that a mistake's been made which means that that opportunity to learn has gone and again it just kind of um it kind of really impacts on the trust of an organization within an organization so uh, I think it's really important to really encourage failure and and I always remember one of my mentors always talking about if you don't fail, you're not kind of trying hard enough that you've really, we talk about stretching people a lot more and kind of throwing people in an intelligent way, throwing people into a situation that, that feels really uncomfortable. How we learn, we, if we just stayed at the same temperature, there wouldn't be any deviation. So yeah, um, yeah, really, really interesting. Uh, I think they say, yeah, they say, don't they? they say there's uh, there's no growth if, you're, if you stay in your comfort zone. Um, and so, you know, you've got to be pushed um and uh, and that's that's interesting isn't it so that we we are kind of like constantly being um told that you shouldn't fail or mistakes are bad for you yet if you look at something like the lean methodology um or you know the lean startup which is a really good book as well i'd recommend it talks about how the only way to move forward is to fail quickly because you know you fail forwards and you fall forwards but then you just get back up and carry on again um, and uh, another really good saying actually was, you know, if you are the same person at 50 that you were at 20, you've just wasted 30 years of your life. Um, so we'd have to, we have to pick it up. We have to learn from it. We have to move forwards with it. And that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. It fits in a lot with our, our stuff around, um, post-traumatic growth as well, which again, is this looking at adversity and looking at suffering and, and recognizing that through that we learn something and if we do learn something we that may make our values stronger or it may make our lives go in a different trajectory or it may make us recognize the importance of people in our lives so without that kind of suffering if we hadn't lost somebody if we hadn't had a had an argument with someone if we hadn't gone through some of those difficulties then we wouldn't get these kind of these real value goods at the end of it and then if you then apply that to people in prison, knowing that a significant amount of them have gone through trauma, um, they've gone through suffering, they've gone through difficulties, and then, you know, prison in itself is traumatic. 
that opportunity for people to exponentially grow out of that you know that's not ever justifying any of that that trauma and that pain that people have to go through but how exceptional people can be um in prison in light of how much they've been through uh if we just gave them the right space and the right resources and we gave them the um you know we gave them the trust to to really take that learning and move forward in their lives and support them in that you know I think there's a real opportunity in prison and uh there's also a lot of trauma in prison so collectively we could learn an awful lot and I just feel that sometimes a bit like you were saying in terms of waste all this all this trauma is horrific but it's the learning from it is wasted and not always pulled through because we're too busy fixated on counting the numbers and counting assurance and you know putting all these um putting all these these buttons down and, and counting them so yeah I think uh it's important it's really important um my last question to you then so in terms of this year what hopes do you have for us um as a team us as an organization what are your hopes for the future this year yeah sure another good question I think um you know coming in um just seeing uh, you know, the amazing uh, values that everybody has, um, has kind of got me um, hugely inspired. Uh, and I think um, everyone is just working so hard. But um, a lot of what we're doing here is just not being shared. It's, it's just something that doesn't get talked about enough. So coming in and sort of um, heading the marketing and heading partnerships, um, I think one of the things that we're we're working towards at the moment is making sure that we're a lot more visible. Um, so things that we're doing, we're letting people know that we're doing them, because I think in the past, um, you know, marketing has been an afterthought. Um, you know, let's talk about our wins has been an afterthought, whereas I think it's very inspiring um, just the amount of work. I mean, I know just trying to book some time with you, Sarah, is difficult because your diary is so scary looking. Uh, but that's the truth of it is that everyone's diary is just full uh, with, you know, sort of intervention after intervention, training after training, workshop after workshop, or meeting after meeting. So there's a lot that gets done. Um, I'd love to be able to, um, A, make sure that that becomes a lot more visual and people are aware of all the good work that's being done here. But also um, one of the things that um, I'm trying to use and bring across as some of the the systems and some of the processes that I've seen in other organizations that we can utilize together to just be a lot more collaborative um, to make sure that as a team we're all aligned um, you know how can we kind of grow this how can we take some of that pressure off your off your head and off your desk um, and make sure that we're all running at the same speed because I think, you know, when we're all aligned and we're all working in that direction, we're going to end up doing some uh, even bigger, even greater things. So I think this year, um, I'd love to see some of those ambitious plans that we've been talking about. Um, you know, some of those conversations that we've been having, I'd love to see them come through. Um, I know that, you know, it's not just um, about having one conference after another or one conversation after another and sort of let's just pick this up again next year. This is really a year of doing it's about being brave it's about going out there and go big um, and make it happen as they say so um yeah really exciting um i i believe that the whole team is going to stretch itself um beyond what it stretched itself up to now we're all going to kind of 
come back at the end of the year and realize just how far we've gone. And I think if we can just be consistent and we can make sure that we're there to uplift each other and, and, and to upskill each other as we go along, you know, we'd be a very, very different company to where we are right now. Um, and I'm just really excited about what the future has to hold and what that's going to look like. I know. I find myself, I squeak quite a lot. You probably noticed on my voice messages that I kind of do this kind of... <laughs> I do find myself doing that a lot more recently that I am squeaking with excitement. Um, and the plans are, are coming, folks. Just getting some some partners in place and getting getting the finalised kind of vision before we really talk that through and, and launch that. But we are going to be really brave this year. We're going to be really ambitious. Um, we are going to take the break off. And we're going to get out there and we're going to explode our reach and our hopefully explode our, our influence so that we can serve the community. So I have complete faith in that. And I am really grateful that you're with us, Sid, to help us along the way. So we've learned so much from you in the short space of time. It feels like you've been with us a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in the best possible way, but you fit in really well and the team really adore you so i'm really grateful that you are here to help us and yeah looking forward to the future but thank you for joining me on growth uncut i really appreciate it thank you so much lovely well that's another episode down everybody so if you'd like to find out a little bit more about what we do have a look at www.growtransformbelong.com or penal reform solutions www.penalreformsolutions.com but you can also find us on instagram now facebook linkedin and twitter so if you want to get in touch with either me or sid then just our first names and then for me at penalreformsolutions.com and for Sid at growtransformbelong.com. So if you want to partner, if you want to collaborate, if you want to work with us, um, if you just want to have a chat, um, then please get in touch. We are really here to, to make things better and to have a massive kind of social impact and doing that collaboratively. Can't do that on our own. So uh, this year is all about collaboration and working together to make a large social impact. So Thank you so much and we will see you really soon and thanks thanks again thanks sid bye <laughs>